Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and today we have an exciting episode of our podcast. For today's podcast, we actually have a recording with three amazing small business owners, Amanda, Chanel, and Rosemary. In this particular podcast, we will have questions for panelists, and we will also have questions from event audience members for the panelists who will share those responses. Today's panel discussion, like I said, is how to turn a hobby or a passion into a small business. My background in this area is multifaceted. I come from higher ed, actually, where I have served in multiple roles from tutor and teacher to administrator, helping students and professionals succeed in their endeavors. But I also come from the world of small business or micro businesses, as some people call it, as well as mom and pop shops. And with a couple of decades of work in that area with those small businesses that require a physical location to sell goods or services. And over the last decade or so, I've transitioned to working with small businesses and creating my own that focus more on remote or online on remote or online um, selling of services or, or products so that you don't need an actual storefront. So I thought that would be important to talk about because we're going to differentiate between storefront businesses and online or remote ones. In my work, I also focus on extensive reflection work to help you identify how your narrative has shaped you and what narrative you want to write for yourselves both personally and professionally. And I do a lot of work with vision planning, goal setting, and tips, tools, and and activities that will help you with your success along that process. But the highlight of today's panel is not Jacqueline Pena. It is actually this fascinating conversation with our three panelists. We have three amazing women who turn their hobbies slash passions into small businesses that thrive in a remote world in many cases, meaning that they work with people and sell to people without having an actual storefront in many ways. So with that said, Amanda, in the order that I see you right now, it is Amanda, Rosemary, and Chanel. Welcome to tonight's panel discussion, and thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And, um, you know, instead of me introducing you, which, which, uh, you know, normally makes sense, I think we need to have you introduce yourselves. You can tell us, and we'll go in that order that I see you, say your name, where you're from, Where you are now, because some of you have shifted locations, uh, what's your company and do you sell a service, a product or both to kind of align to what our audience members just answered? So Amanda, tell us full name, where you're from, where you're at, what's your company, what do you sell? Okay, um, my name is Amanda. I am currently in the Bronx. I am a full-time makeup artist. I just recently opened up my own studio, so I sell a service. Um, And I'm currently in my room, but I'm in the Bronx. (laughs) That's the Zoom world. So we're all in different locations. You're all in my dining room as well. So that's the great beauty of this new world. We're all in each other's Mm -hmm. spaces in, in a welcoming way. Rosemary, tell us about yourself. So I'm Rosemary. Um, I'm originally from Lawrence, Mass, and I just recently relocated or just moved over to Los Angeles. So I'm in Los Angeles now. I moved over in February, right before COVID. 
so yeah it's super crazy how everything happens but honestly a blessing in disguise um i do sell a product i own a e-commerce business where we sell candles and home goods and i would like to say that we're also kind of like a movement because soy joe is more than just products you know we're really about um, who we are internally and expressing ourselves through our products and expressing our inner beauty through our products. So, yeah. Chanel, tell us your full name, what you do, where are you, and what do you sell? Chanel Pena. Um, I mean, my, my um, Instagram name is Chanel Dissa. That's my mom's last name. Um, I'm from Lawrence, Mass. as well. I lived in New York for almost three years in Harlem. And I relocated temporarily back to my mom's house just during the pandemic. Everything was just a little too crazy. Um, and I'm a designer, uh, an entrepreneur, and uh, my brand's name is Disla. And I just launched my first women's wear collection on July 15th this year. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I sell a product. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, thank you for sharing that and for that introduction from all three of you. And I'm going to keep encouraging our attendees to keep highlighting great things in the chat as we move to our next question. And our question is about the inspiration to start your business. So many of us are scared to start a business. And here you are doing well in your businesses and doing well through a pandemic. You know, you were able to pivot. So uh, first question is what inspired? you to start your business and what helped you knock down that wall of fear that keeps us from starting our own businesses so we're going to go in the same order amanda what inspired you and what helped you knock down that wall of fear that keeps us from starting our business um you know when i first started doing makeup i used to work at mac and just like loving my whole Mac experience and just really building up my clientele, I just created these bonds with my clients and I just decided to take a leap of faith. I was very scared at first, but I wanted to make this a career for me. And, you know, working in retail, you work for somebody else. And I just wanted to, you know, step on my own and I just wanted to build my name. And I was really scared at first, but... You know, I had a lot of people who supported me and my friends, my mom, my family. And, you know, she just was like, do it. You you don't want to look back and say, I wish I would have done it when it's too late. So I just decided to leave. And I, you know, I, I prepared myself for like plan A, B and C. But um, when I did it, I never looked back. And, you know, I'm here almost four years later and I'm super thankful and blessed. You know, I was able to, like I said, get my studio. So I think the inspiration was just really just trying to build a name for me and just, you know, continuing building this relationship with my clients and just, you know, growing and just trying to like, like believe in myself and make this a career. So, yeah. What about you, Rosemary? What inspired you and what helped you knock down that fear, that wall of fear that keeps us from starting a business? Um, to be honest, when I was first thinking of starting something, it was, because my boyfriend was super passionate about music. And at that time I was graduating college and I didn't have that feeling. Like I had no idea what passion even felt like. So to me thinking like, wow, I can see him being so passionate and I just and feel, and feel so connected to something. And I personally didn't have that with anything. Um, I just, you know, tradi traditional life of going to college, trying to find a good paying nine to five job and, 
to me, I was about to accomplish that, something that I really wanted to accomplish. I've been waiting for this my whole life. I'm about to graduate college and I have no passion for what I'm about to graduate from, you know? So that really brought me, like that put me kind of like in a hole of digging um, and really doing some internal work. And I went on social media and I started looking for kind of like a community of where I could feel connected and I could not find that, you know? At that time, everything was like makeup, um, my YouTube bloggers, and um, it was like a lot of blogs and stuff. And I was like, I wanna feel connected. Like I wanna have a community. And then I started thinking like, what can I do? Maybe I can start this community for myself. So um, that's what I did. And then I thought, okay, what could I do? And I, I'm actually really, really obsessed with candles. I feel like I have a very special nose. I can smell anything. <laughs> so um, I, I said, you know what? I'm gonna start a candle business, but this needs to be meaningful. I need to feel connected. I need to have a passion. So I was in bed and I was just thinking, I'm like, what do I want from this? Like, how am I going to set myself apart from millions and thousands of companies? And I literally thought by being myself because no one is you. So I said, soy yo. And then I just thought like, okay, soy yo candle is going to be my business. And I found passion, which is crazy because I never had that before. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. And what about you, Chanel? What inspired you? Um, to, well, I, I was thinking a lot about the, the fear part that you mentioned. And I feel like even now that fear is just never gone. I just learned to talk myself out of it. And I don't know that it'll ever be gone, um, but it's kind of, it makes things a little bit more exciting. I'm always on edge. Um, even the day I launched, um, I posted everything. And then I took a nap because I was like, I can't deal with this anxiety. Like, I'm not going to go look at comments. I can't do it. And maybe like five hours later, I opened up my phone and then I opened Instagram. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> because it's like, even then I'm still scared. Even if I worked so hard for this and like I put countless hours into it and I've, you know, combed through it. It's like, I, I just can't imagine this feeling will be gone, but I'm not, I like it. I think it fuels me. Um, and I, um, as to what inspires me, I've pretty much wanted to be a designer, a fashion designer since I was eight. So I don't remember any part of my life wanting to do anything else, but that didn't really make it easier. I know it seems that way, but it was like, I always thought, okay, well, maybe I want to be this type of designer. Maybe I want to do this. So it's like, I still went through that journey of figuring out, sure, I want to be in this industry, but like, what do I want that to look like for me? And then do I want to just be that or do I want to add another component to it where I can express my other passions and, you know, maybe I can help people through it. Maybe I can make it more than just, a, um, just clothes or something. So figuring out how to um, really like articulate what my vision is going to be and what I want to do with this beyond just um, making clothes that I, I would say happened within the last like 10 years. After I named my brand after high school, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on this journey to figure out like, what's this going to look like? I'm, I don't want to just make a dress because I like clothes. I want it to mean something more. So I think I figured that out um, shortly after I moved to New York um, almost three years ago. And I started working in um, at Barney's Saks, like working with different um, luxury retailers. And that's where I really honed in my vision and was able to um, figure out how to execute. So 
That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So here's some things I've heard and already learned from all of you and that I think our attendees, our audience members heard as well. Uh, a lot of us are looking for a sense of freedom, which you mentioned, a desire to have a community and you mm -hmm. created that through your companies. Uh, success is based on support, but also that passion. Uh, you figured out your passion at some point, and I know it wasn't always right away, like Rosemary was talking about uh, graduating from college and not really sure, not having the same passion as her boyfriend who has that passion for music. And I know that a lot of the work I do is in helping people find that passion and then come up with a, a, a path to get to something with purpose based on that passion. And you all mentioned your passion. Uh, so figuring it out is important, believing in yourself. And that's scary because, you know, I'm the same way. I put something in social media. I'm like, oh my God, is that right? Let me check. Did I spell it right? What are people going to say? What is going on? And, and, and just opening that business, anything related is scary. And we just got to push ourselves as someone said in the chat and go for it. And what I wanted to point out is that for all three of you, it wasn't an overnight journey. And we have to be patient. There are ups and downs. And for all three of you, you basically said it's not an overnight journey. You keep working at it. And I think that's important for our, our audience members to know. Um, I have another question for you. Um, did you start your businesses as a side hustle where you had your main, like a main job to pay your bills and you build this on the side and eventually left that main job and made this your main business? Or did you automatically say, I'm done with this job and this is going to be my main hustle. This is my main business. What did you decide to do and why? I'm going to keep going in the same order, Amanda. Um, I guess you can say it was because I was working at Mac and once I decided that I wanted to, you know, take a leap of faith and just work on my own, I definitely made a plan. I saved a lot of money. I make sure that I stocked up my kit. I make sure that I had everything that I needed and all the tools and supplies before I took that big leap and like leaving the security that I had with Mac because, you know, I'm going into this job every day and everything that I need is here. But when I leave, I have to make sure that I have everything for my clients and making sure that I have, you know, all the supplies. So I definitely um, planned everything for my, for my side, you know, for my, for this hobby that I was going to make into my career. So I definitely had a plan and I definitely didn't do it. Like you said, like overnight, I planned everything. I made sure that I had everything. And once I did, I just left it and I just completely turned it into my job. And, you know, I started off in my house and, you know, just building that way little by little, just making these connections. But I definitely planned it before I did it. And I think that was something that was super important because when you have a job that's your security blanket, you don't know and you don't know when, when it's going to be consistent. You don't know when you're going to have clients. You don't know when you're going to be, you know, you don't know when you're going to have all of everything come together the way you want it. So I think it's really important to make sure that you have a plan and you make sure you have for a rainy day, even with the pandemic. Like I make sure that I was, you know, financially together before, like even with everything that's going on, because you never know when something like this happens. And then you're like, okay, we're in quarantine for three months and we're not working. So we have to make sure, well, for me, at least, you know, cause my business is face-to-face -face with my clients, but um, I definitely had a plan. I definitely, you know, made sure that I had everything that I needed to be successful with my hobby and making it into uh, my full-time career. Okay. We're going to get to pivoting for COVID-19 as a question. Oh, yeah. a bit, but definitely you already planted the seed for that. Rosemary, yeah. what about you? Is this your main business as soon as you figured out this is my passion this is my community or did you have your full-time job and turn this into a side hustle until you could build it as your main business 
Uh, no, so it was my hobby for a really long time. I actually just quit my job three months ago. So I've been full time doing soy Joe for three months. Uh, so yeah, I've just Congrats. been doing it for three months. And I started and I thought, okay, yeah, let me do it during the pandemic. <laughs> but you know, when, when you know, when you feel it, you just feel it. But yeah, it was my hobby for a really long time, especially because of what Amanda says, like, you're scared. You're like, okay, one month I can, realistically speaking, one month you can have an amazing month and you're like, oh, wow, I think I can quit my job. And the next month, crickets, you know, sometimes every having your own business is so many like ups and downs and you truly don't have that stability that you can have with a job because you know you're going to get paid every week or every two weeks. Um, but that being said, now that I am full-time, I am so mad at myself that I didn't go full-time sooner. Oh. Yeah. That's a, that's a great lesson. Um, also, when is the right time to go uh, full-time yeah. with your yeah. small business? What about you, Chanel? Did you start off working somewhere else? And well, I, I, ha I did uh, on and off. So um, in 2016, I did a, an internship at a fashion house in London for a little bit. And then that's where I started like a side hustle of doing like the whole, the whole choker trend was really big at that time. And then I started selling and I even shipped things back to the US. So I was like, okay, this isn't that scary. So when I came back um, for the fall, I was like, okay, maybe I can do like prom dresses. I'd never, I didn't know what I was getting into. I'd never worked with like glass beaded laces, like just really difficult fabrics to work with. But I just took on, I said, I'm just going to start saying yes to everything and then I'll figure it out. So I took on a bunch of orders for prom dresses and I literally was crying at my sewing machine at like 4 a.m. like, mom! <laughs> and I took that on full time while I was in college. So I quit my job and thankfully um, during college I was able to live with my mom. So I didn't have to worry too much about um, like bills and all that. Uh, and then when I went to New York, I went back to working full time, uh, that's 2017. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't, I don't think it was even my intention to keep doing custom work or anything my intention shifted to um how can I acquire more knowledge in the industry and how can I really learn everything I can about like the luxury or contemporary market build clients just learn about the retail side work at the top retailers um so I didn't really even try to be honest at that time and then now I mean it's just hard I don't know if I would have quit my job or not because it kind of just happened because of the pandemic that I was able to launch so I can't even say like oh yeah I would have quit this month or something but um it kind of just worked out that way um but even back in April I hadn't really decided to leave my job yet I was like okay one day they're gonna call me back and I have to decide um what I'm gonna do with it and when they did I had to sit like I had been contemplating it but I wasn't ready to answer when they called me and I had to sit down and say okay how much do I believe in myself Cause I have, I've built my savings. I like, I, I spent maybe the last year in New York, not having a social life, just building for that day, but I wasn't ready. And I was like, okay, do I believe in myself? Because this means I have to replenish what's in that savings. And then I was like, okay, okay, I think I do. So, <laughs> so I sent my resignation letter and I was like, oh my gosh, I just did that. <laughs> so that's how I got here pretty much. So when I launched, it was like, it was just a big deal for me. Cause I was like, I, I, I don't really have 
Like, I don't have that job to go back to. I kind of just took a leap. So now it is going to be full time. So <laughs> that's all I got there. <laughs> and, and COVID, I think, um, and everything that's happened led to that. I want to point out a couple of great things, some lessons you taught us with the answers to those questions. One is you want to make sure that you're financially secure to make to be able to run the business before you leave that main job that's paying your bills because we have to pay our bills. Without if we don't pay our bills, we get evicted, we don't have a place to work from, <laughs> and all those other things happen. But I think it's very important that financial cushion each month your income isn't going to be the same. It's not like getting a steady paycheck. Uh, it's extremely rewarding to have that small business, but you have to be prepared. You have to have those savings or that cushion or know that, you know, if you don't sell that much this month, it's okay because you saved enough from the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a great lesson for all of us who are here with you today. Um, and I was to gonna, add to that, yeah, sorry go to on, cut you off real quick. Um, just to add to that, a uh, really powerful thing that actually my friend who's a business owner told me, she said, always have two months, two to like six months of savings in your savings account. So if for some reason something happens, you're covered, you're good, and you're not panicking. But also, I think for us, we're so scared to leave that security. But let me tell you, once you bet on yourself and once you wake up every single morning and you have the freedom to either not do what you're supposed to do and do what you're supposed to do. Oh, you're going to do it because you know that you are your only, not only are you your own source of income, but you are the only person that can achieve your dreams and your business. So I think that's why, like, so if you don't bet on yourself, who will like, I love that. If you don't bet on yourself, who will do it mm-hmm. now? Well, we'll do it when you're ready. Maybe not right now. Not today. Not today. <laughs> but I love that advice of two to six months. You have to decide what your needs are and make sure that you know mm-hmm. how many months of savings you need before you go into your own venture this way full time. Um, I'm going to... Um, kind of go right into a COVID-19 conversation. And then I have some more questions about marketing, um, challenges and success stories, but you're all touching upon COVID-19. I think for a lot of us, the pandemic has made us rethink what we want to do with our lives. And for some of us, it kind of pushed us, like Chanel was saying, you know, into this world, like, all right, you're going to do this full time. Um, So how did COVID-19 affect your business and what did you do? How did you have to pivot to still be successful or to change what you were doing? We're going to keep going with the same order. I'll flip the order later. Don't worry. But we're going to start with Amanda on this one. How how did COVID-19, how did that affect you and your business? And what did you do to um, pivot to, to be able to continue as a small business? What did you change in response to this pandemic? So COVID really hit me really hard just because COVID came right when prom, weddings, graduation, like everything was literally, everything is really back to back when we hit like May, June. So it hit me really, really bad. But, you know, I was taking this COVID kind of like a blessing in disguise to just kind of like reground myself and just, you know, take a minute to really view everything and just kind of go over everything but like I kind of was saying before like I'm one of those like I plan everything in advance so I have like a plan a b c d and e so I have I like to make sure that like if something like this happens where I'm not going to be working for three or four months that I'm financially stable so you know I feel like my mom always kind of like instilled that in me to make sure that I'm always financially ready so like you know but that comes with time because you know when I first started my business obviously like I didn't have all the savings but 
you know, I built that up as the years went on. So I am really big on that. And I think that's something that always, even with everything kind of coming back together now, I'm so big on like saving all my money. I'm like, you know, you have to be careful because I, you know, obviously I just got my studio. I don't want my studio. I don't want to lose it because of COVID, you know? So just being financially, like just having a plan and um, saving your money is really important. And that's really something that helped me with everything because obviously I wasn't working. And just to like, just to kind of like, you know, stay afloat a little bit. I was doing like these online classes, um, just just stay, to stay in touch with my clients and just to kind of get people's mind off of what was going on. I was doing that for a little while. I did a couple of those and it was good. But, um, you know, just again, like I'm a planner and I make sure that I have my ducks in a row when it comes to something like this. But, you know, obviously that comes with time. But that was really a big thing for me. And thankfully that I have that and I was good. So I'm just right now, I'm just like working, working, working. I'm like, no, no, no. I already had like three months off. Like, you know, I'm good now. I don't need to worry about um, not working anymore because I've been pretty, you know, just not doing much. But Mm -hmm. yeah, just planning and saving is really important. And hustling now that you can get out there. I've been been working. I'm like, oh, no. But, you know, just kind of getting back to it. I'm kind of excited. I miss my clients. I miss everybody. So, you know, I'm not really trying to be annoying and complain about (laughs) (laughs) and and it's interesting because you do have kind of like quote unquote a storefront you have a studio now um and for a lot of small businesses not being able to take customers in a traditional storefront or a physical location made it very difficult so these are some tips for that plan a b c d how do you pivot and put some things virtually when this happens yeah. yeah, and just real quick, um, not to um, cut you off, but it's really hard to save. I just saw someone comment on that, and it is it is very hard to save. And I think that when I was starting off, I was giving myself uh, an allowance, and oh. that's hard too because you know, like you see all this money, you see this money, and you're like, oh, but, you know, I'm getting money. Like, okay, <laughs> I want to go out. I want to, you know, I want to have fun. But you also think to yourself, like. You, you also want to think like, no, 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 realistically, like I have to think about the future and I have to think about what I want and my plans. So yeah, right now I'm going to give myself a little limit and I'm going to make sure that I have everything paid for. And then this little money that I have for me, I'm going to use it and I'm going to enjoy it. But obviously like that's for the bigger picture and the bigger picture is really this, like happy your business is growing and you're successful. And I think that's important. You always want to look at the future things. And I did that for a long time, you know, and Obviously, you know, it has paid off and I still have more to grow. But I think that giving yourself an allowance and really managing your money and writing down like, you know, I'm real old school and I have a planner still. And I really write down like all my clients, how much weekly, like all of that and like my kit and, you know, how much money, like what I have to replenish. Because, you know, as makeup, I have to replenish makeup all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just give myself yeah. a budget. Even now I'm like, all right, Amanda, you, you don't need another pair of shades. You can calm down, <laughs> you know, just trying to just trying to manage my money. But yeah, so I think you're making giving yourself like an allowance and just making sure that you give yourself a limit of when you want to make this amount of money and just, you know. Mm. Yeah. So we're going to get to Rosemary, but uh, I'm going to pick the lessons out after each of you for this question from Amanda. The lesson is giving yourself like an allowance or a salary. So for example, I'm going to use myself as the example here to not put anyone on the spot, but I finished a great contract and I got a nice check for that, for the work I do. I do a lot of consulting work one-on-one, but also with companies and organizations and schools. Um, And I didn't put all that money into my bank account, (laughs) my bank account. I put it into my business bank account and I decided to give myself a weekly 
salary or allowance to learn to live with this amount. And then I have this money there to keep growing my business because you need to keep reinvesting in your business to grow it. So thanks for that advice and that tip. Rosemary, what about you? COVID-19, candles, um, you know, sense your community. How did it impact you and what did you do in response to COVID-19? Honestly, it has been such a bittersweet time because obviously so many people are being affected by COVID and there's been a lot of deaths. Um, and it's a really tough like time on everyone. It's so weird. You don't even know how to feel at this point. But for me, I actually moved to LA and I accepted a position here, like my dream position that I wanted. Um, so for a month, like in February, I kind of backed up a little bit from Soyo, from my business, and I was focusing on this job. Um, and then COVID happened. Um, we started working from home. And then I COVID happened, I just froze. I didn't even know what to do. I stopped posting. I just stopped everything. I honestly just froze. Um, and then I one day woke up and I saw how many orders I had to fill. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Why is, why are people like, this is a pandemic. Why are people on my side? Why are people still engaging with me? Like, why is my community tech like DMing me? Like, hello, where are you? What are you doing? And I'm just here frozen in bed because I have no idea what to do with myself. Um, so COVID really just pushed me and said, get up, stop, stop making excuses for yourself. Really look at, look at, look at all the demand for what you're doing. So that's when it really just hit me. And, and I said, okay, I need to get over my own excuses, my own resistance that I'm building for myself. I need to get over that resistance and I need to continue. Um, I need to continue on the, on the path that I built for myself. Like, why am I going to let this stop me? You know? Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful. That's why I said bittersweet because because of this pandemic, I was able to be still and actually focus on my business when before I was focusing on another business, I was running social, I was doing social media marketing for another company. And then I was getting home at six and then working on Soy and my head was just everywhere. And now I'm so much more organized. I'm fully focused. Like this is my main focus, this is my baby. And every single day, I'm grateful that I'm able to work from home and really focus on my business. And that's all because of COVID-19. So it's mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and, and a great lesson. We, we never know what's going to push us to the next level with our businesses mm. for all of you who are here with us today. And uh, here a pandemic that for, for obviously it's, it's, it's one of the worst things we've, we've lived through. We, we've lived through a lot of terrible things, but we're in a very difficult time. But these are tests. These are um, catalysts to push us to a different level or to do something differently. In another, you know, it could be anything. It could be a hurricane. It could be some war. It could be so many things that could go on in life. And apparently we're supposed to get a bunch of weird stuff this year, like, you know, murder hornets and all kinds of things. You don't oh, know dear. what's coming. <laughs> you don't know. So, you know, so things are going to keep happening and you have to be able to be strong. Learn how to pivot. You need to learn to how to pivot. pivot. Yeah. yeah, it's not just about COVID. So Chanel, what about you? How did COVID-19 impact your business and what did you do in response to it? Um, well, uh, thankfully for maybe like uh, the year, for about a year, um, like from February, I had really been working a lot on myself. 
and doing a lot of inner work before I even try to take on a business because I knew that I wanted to start 2020 um, like ready to dive into my business. I didn't really know what that was going to look like, but I just knew, okay, that's going to be that year. 2019 is going to be about just working on myself. And then um, when that happened, I got a ton of anxiety. I'd never felt that way before. Um, I think I was like, two weeks had gone by and I was just doing nothing. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Like I can either keep doing this or I can take everything that I've learned this past year, all the the self-help books I've read, all of that, and just put it into action and try to channel this anxiety into finally doing this. Because how rare is it to be 28 and have this time where, I mean, especially since I moved back to my mom's house, like have this time where it's like, I don't have to work. I don't have to go home, come back 10 hours later because I'm taking the train and everything, be tired to then try to make this happen. Um, so I was like, okay, how can I channel this? And then I thought maybe I can put, uh, make this a part of my, my lookbook. So I was like, my coping mechanism was like just daydreaming of what my life could be after this. And then it turned into me turning those daydreams into a lookbook, figuring out how to make that life that I was envisioning, um, something I can put into pictures and that lookbook is literally just my daydreams is being in a garden, having this big, beautiful house, riding horses. It's like, so that's what I really channeled my anxiety into. Um, and like, it's been, I feel weird saying it sometimes, even when I wrote about it on my website, cause it's like, I also want to have compassionate for, um, compassion, excuse me, for people who were hit hard. Cause I know people who've lost their businesses and couldn't really pivot in any way. It's just like, it wasn't a choice for them. So I don't want to be here like, oh, it was so great. I love the pandemic. Um, but I just, you know, I tried to do what the best I could with what I had. And I was like, okay, this, like, I need to wake up and I need to keep myself focused so I don't get back into that place of anxiety and I need to channel it into something. So it actually, um, it was helpful. And then, I mean, not helpful, <laughs> but um, in February, I know it's so in February, it's funny because, um, I was having a conversation with my one of my friends at dinner and I was like I want to come in I want to go into the next phase now like I want to make the business happen I feel like I've done a lot of inner work it's time I don't know how to do it because work is so demanding so I felt like I was in this cycle and I didn't know how mm -hmm. to find that out um so it unintentionally kind of it gave me an out in a way which is it's like weird to say but um so I was like I have to do this like I I couldn't not do it so that's, mm. that's how COVID affected me. And in terms of um, sales and all that, it, I think it, maybe it's because I'm making more of an exclusive product and it's like more, um, you're not going to just find it anywhere that it, it actually had a good turnout for me. Um, so, I mean, maybe it was something you can buy in any store. Nobody would have cared about it. <laughs> but maybe I think it spoke a lot to fashionistas, people who love art, um, people who view, uh, see the value in it um, beyond just being a, a top or a skirt. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it had a good turnout. So hopefully that yeah. continues. Yeah, yeah. Well. Hope I, yeah. I, I see great things for all three of you, so don't worry. <laughs> and you're all teaching us how to 
pivot and work on our small businesses so that we can start them or grow them or both because some of some of us have a business already and are trying to grow but some of us are trying to figure out how to start it and then grow it slowly so definitely you're empowering us through this conversation i wanted to point out a couple things that rosemary said as well in this conversation because you did a lot of what people call vision planning vision boarding and for all of you who are here with us right now you know it's so i i a lot of the work i do with coaching is about helping people find that vision because that vision will guide you it'll motivate you this is where I want to go and find your purpose around that vision and your passion and if you could put passion and purpose together like the three of you have what an amazing journey your job is just like eh, my job oh crap it becomes this this thing that you are so excited about doing and growing and being and and it just makes such a difference with with your small business and I just want to say all well, three of you have really done that you you came up with a vision you um, have a purpose and it's tied to your passion and it's part of what motivates you now and has allowed you to pivot with COVID-19 and to continue pivoting with anything else that comes your way. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I'm going to get to this question, marketing. So <laughs> you have to sell your stuff or you're not going to make money. It doesn't matter if it's a product, if it's a service, you have to sell. And I personally find marketing uh, to be one of the most complicated pieces. How do you get your information and your stuff out there? How do you market? And now I'm, you're going to all hate me because I'm going to flip the order and we're going to start with Chanel, then Rosemary and Amanda. So we're going to flip the panel order now. <laughs> and Chanel, you kind of started talking a little bit about that because you were talking about exclusive products. Um, but how do you market? What are some things that you can teach us about marketing so that we can grow our businesses and actually make money? Yeah with our products or services. I love talking about marketing. <laughs> oh, good, because we need help. I know um, we need help. <laughs> you know, I one thing that I did before I did all this is I created a lot of little templates for myself, like little sheets um, that help that are going to help me as I continue to scale um, with planning and all different aspects of my business. But one of them, I call it my, my rollout uh, marketing plan. And I listed, like, what's the concept of this collection? Um, when do I plan to launch? Who, who am I trying to reach with this? What methods am I going to use? And then how specifically am I going to dive into those different methods? Um, for this specific collection, a lot of what I want to do with marketing moving forward, I didn't do it with this because this is my only, my first and hopefully only made to order collection. I don't plan on making my own stuff at all in the future, um, especially for like the fall collection. Um, so I was like, okay, I don't want to market too hard, but I just want to, I want to start planning. Um, so some of the things, um, obviously Instagram was my main form of marketing for this. Um, prior to having this, since I already knew I wanted to do this in the future, I started to build a following, um, just based on like posting outfits that I like, just more about style. So I started doing that and really engaging my followers with the, with the intention to one day launch a business. And then another thing, um, when shortly after I came to New York, I already knew at that time that I didn't want to just launch something on Instagram and just hope for the best because I know sometimes that can work out. Um, but you're just kind of betting on social media. And sometimes people, a hundred, a thousand, excuse me, <laughs> two thousand, whatever, people will like that picture, but doesn't mean that's going to translate into sales. So I worked on, um, I, I had to really, really think about what patience means to me. And I was like, All right, I'm going to be patient because I want to do this right. 
So I, I worked at Barney's, at Saks, um, Intermix, um, and then another Brit, uh, British-based co- uh, company. And I just focused on building a client list. And a client list of people that I know that I can message them and say, hey, I have this top, and they're just going to be like, send it to me. So I really, um, especially at my last job, I really, really focused on building a really good clientele that I just, I know their style, I know their budget, I know what they like, and I, I can just message them regularly. And when this time came, I was actually able to sit down for a few hours and I texted, I mean, I have so many clients and I just texted them. So I was happy I prepared for that. But to me, that was like a lesson in just as much as I wanted to do this, because I wanted to do it forever, I just had to be patient. Because I knew I had to build a client list and that wasn't going to happen in six months or a year. Like it's going to take me time. Um, and yeah, just reaching out to people directly on Instagram. Um, and I have a few um, people that are going to be, um, a few like celebrities are going to be posting in my pieces soon. So I did, I, did, I, I mean, for me, I want to call it like kind of more minimal marketing because I don't have like, an inventory sitting at home, but um, just having that sheet for myself that I created of how is this going to look for me and then kind of being more specific about how each component like grassroots marketing, um, email marketing, um, reaching out to clientele directly, all of that. Like, I think that that's a really good way to go for yourself. Whatever that looks like for you, you just create that organization for yourself. So you have a plan. And then when the day comes, you just sit down and kind of just go through the checklist and make it happen. Mm. So that's an excellent point about um, building a client list. And I know some of us are playing with email listservs as one way to stay connected with our clients and other ways. Oh, I just want to add one thing after. Oh, go for it. Um, One thing I was kind of uh, surprised by, I knew I wanted to message certain people to see if I can send them some of my pieces. I didn't think they'd write back. So I made a list of plan A, B, and C. So um, I wanted to have um, affluent women in different industries, like women who have like that, you know, just a big platform um, or in fashion or um, journalism or involved in fashion industry in some way. And um, to my surprise, the ones, um, a few of them actually wrote back and they were excited about it. So my lesson with that is like, don't, don't be afraid to message people. It doesn't matter if they have a million followers. Like you just never know. They'll, like, I was literally surprised that they even saw the message. So just go for it. Like, message anybody. You just don't know, you know, that they might, they might love your product and just want to help you out. I love that because the other point I was going to highlight that you had mentioned was getting um, celebrities who are going to wear your, your stuff and post about it. And so, um, and, and that was going to be my question, like, how do you get celebrities and influencers? And you just gave us the answer, right? Yeah. Don't be afraid to message these people on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, for those of you who are doing the more business traditional side, that would be LinkedIn maybe, but don't be afraid to message these people and see, because the worst thing that can happen is that the person says no or never answers your message. And that used to break my heart a little bit before, but now I'm like, you know what? Tony said no, that's okay, move on. So that's a great uh, message for all of us uh, to use. So thank you for that. What about you, Rosemary? What are like your top one or two marketing tips, strategies? How do you get your stuff out there? And I know we have questions about building followers and we have a few other questions. So after this question, I will start getting into your questions. I'm gonna put the other questions I have to the side and get to some of your questions next. But Rosemary, what are some of those top marketing tips? 
Oh my God, there's so many. I feel like marketing is a huge umbrella. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> it's like so much. Um, if I can just say like three things that honestly stand out to me is use all social channels. Instagram is not your only social media platform that you can advertise yourself in. You have your website, you have YouTube, you have Twitter, you have Pinterest, which is huge. Um, you have TikTok, which I know TikTok, like, oh, but do it. Yep. TikTok is huge right now. Really, TikTok really stay up to date with the um, platforms that are popping right now. Um, yep. And don't feel like you have to step out of your comfort zone and do something that is not you. No, stay in your lane. Do what you want. Um, just be passionate and really just, for example, with me, I up on TikTok, I upload videos of me making candles. It's totally me. And I'm not trying to be like anyone else. And anyone that is in my niche and anyone that is interested in making candles will find me. So um, really, I really do feel like using all social media channels, doesn't matter if you have 50 followers or 100 or 50, it doesn't matter how many followers you have in each of those platforms, really just start pumping out content and also amplify your content. So let's say right now, um, Jacqueline is extremely smart. Not only is she hosting this webinar and this panel, but she's also pulling the audio from this panel and uploading it to her podcast, which is now extra content for her. And then she'll probably pull, I'm not sure, but she'll probably, I'm guessing, pull some photos from this webinar and upload it to her Instagram, boom, more content. So not only did she do a panel, that she is able to reach a bunch of different people that were not in her list before, but now she has podcast content and now she has Instagram content and now she has Facebook content, all from one thing. So it's really, it's really not that difficult. I think we make things more difficult than they have to be. Um, another thing for me is community, honestly. Take a shot for every single time I say community, but every like community for me is huge <laughs> because I just show everything that I do on my Instagram. Um, because I, my business is called Soy Joe and it is about being your authentic self. I show my authentic journey and my friend actually said this today and I have to tell you guys, she said, people support what they help build. So because everyone saw my process, they want to support me because they know my journey. They know everything that it took for me to release this content. So um, I think that's really important using stories and getting, getting over the fear of talking on stories is huge. I was so scared at the beginning to talk on stories. I'm like, why am I talking to my phone? Like, who's even listening? Like, have you guys ever felt that? Yeah. <laughs> like, who is listening to me? Why am I talking to my phone? No, someone is listening to you. Trust me, even if it's one person or two people. They're absolutely listening to you. Um, and then these people that are in your community will start advocating for you. And they're like many salespeople out there yep. for you, speaking about you because they feel so connected with you and your brand. Um, and what else? Um, oh, authentic engagement. I know that it's like right now you may feel discouraged because this is like very saturated market, right? Like Instagram and social media is super saturated. But authentic engagement is the most important thing. Uh, um, engaging with the people that are already engaging with you. So if someone is commenting on you, reply within the next 10 minutes because Instagram does favor when you are engaging with your community within that 10 minute time frame that you posted something. Um, go onto your stories and really 
if you feel like it, of course, you could come from your heart, but go through the people that you follow and, and engage with them. That way that relationship is reciprocated and you guys are both are in a mutual agreement of, you know, of supporting each other. So really your number one thing should be your audience, your community, um, engaging with them and diversifying your content and really putting it everywhere that you can. Great, great advice. The diversifying content is a big one because I know I, you know, I, I used to stick to one area, but now I might do a podcast and that'll become a blog and that'll become mm. different platforms and then that'll become an inspirational message in LinkedIn. So you can all take one thing and turn it into multiple uh, pieces of content for different um, social media platforms. And then that'll just keep getting the word out and then engaging with the people who speak with you and being authentic uh, and not being scared. I've always been scared of putting too much in social media and doing videos and I need to get over that. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. And podcast was something that I was really afraid of, but I really wanted to do. So definitely um, work through that. Uh, I want to get Amanda's answer to marketing and then share some, uh, some things I wanted to share with our audience members and ask their questions next. So Amanda, what about your marketing tips? So my marketing can be, uh, my marketing obviously is Instagram. That's one of my biggest marketing. Um, I think pretty much piggybacking, piggybacking off of what everyone said. I think being very authentic and just being you is really what catches people's attention when you're just being you and you're just also like being vulnerable and being transparent and you know just speaking to people and having people feel like they can relate to you and just like with me with my business and you know I post my clients I'm I'm constantly posting like new makeup looks that I like and new new products that I like and just like speaking to makeup artists so like being really open to speaking to people that just you know want to be a makeup artist and want to know what new products are out and just really doing that and also like me when I meet people like when I meet my new clients you know I think it's really important to market yourself to these people like you meeting someone for the for the first time and your first impression is really the biggest impression because they want to know how you're going to make them feel they want to know that you're going to make them feel comfortable they want to feel beautiful they want to feel like they just found their forever makeup artist and that's really big with me when I meet new people and just everything I think that I try to be very open. I try to make people feel comfortable. I want to make sure that I'm pleasing my client. And when you build that relationship with your clients, they're going to talk about you to everyone. Like I have my clients from Mac and they, they talk to me, to their families and they're super loyal to me. And they just bring everybody to me, you know, and everybody that I meet, I want to leave a lasting impression. You know, I want to make sure that they come back to me all the time. So I think, you know, in my field, I think that's really important. Like not only does marketing go from social media, but marketing is also you as a person and mm -hmm. you in person, when these people meet you, they want to be like, oh my God, like, wow, thank you for making me feel, you know, like this. And also like when I meet these clients and, you know, days go, day, you know, I let the day go by, I check in with them and I'll say like, hey girl, how was your event? Like send me pictures and how you doing? How was everything? They also want to feel like you care and you care about not only making them feel beautiful, but you care about them and how they feel. You know, I've, I have clients who are my friends who are like my real friends now, like my close friends. We hang out, we talk on the phone, you know, just by building those relationships and just by marketing yourself and just being authentic. And I think that's really important. And just with social media, because social media, it takes time. And um, to get to that point, 
really being consistent and active is really important on Instagram. Like I said, stories, I'm always on live. I'm always, um, you know, speaking to my friend, speaking to people in DMs, that's super important. And it's okay sometimes because even myself, I've been like on a little like MIA on Instagram. Sometimes you need to take a break. It's okay to take a break. Like sometimes Instagram can start to feel like a job and you don't want it to feel that way. You want it to feel natural and, you know, like you, your passion. But also I think being extremely active on Instagram is really important because people like that I love when I follow people who are active I'm like girl what you doing let me see what you got going on your business like everything I love that so yeah just yeah like being authentic and just what my fields like being marketing yourself in person and just you know creating bonds and relationships and yeah just being authentic you know yeah, I want to point out uh, what, what Amanda's talking about, relationship building, making people know that you actually care. Don't, you know, really care about the people. Don't make that up, but let them know you actually care mm-hmm. and being authentic and building those relationships is so important. Our sponsor, JBS, and I think we have a few JBS members, not just Annie, um, here with us today. Our sponsor, JBS, just, should, just so that you know, focuses on helping people grow their small businesses. A, a lot of their financial work and their planning and their consulting is is around helping us build our small businesses and, um, and along with tax preparation, a lot of other things. But it's this work that they do with relationships that I think has really helped them. They're a great model for relationship building, for um, really uh, making those connections with people in the community. And I look at them as a model for that. So what Amanda's saying it really is helpful in, in building your, your business, but in building that relationship with your clients, with your customers that will hopefully be a long time or long-term relationship because you truly care and letting them know and checking in. Hey, I heard you had a wedding last weekend. How did it go? Oh, I heard you just had a baby, you know, so building those relationships, I think are very important in growing that business. People, we want to feel connected and generation Z, especially, I think feel the most disconnected. Those that younger generation, we don't, we we're too isolated and this is a way to feel connected. We want to belong. We want to be connected. We don't want to be so lonely. (laughs) <laughs> and not to not to like drag this on but even with me like when I purchase anything or online or just in person I love to feel like a person is happy that I'm purchasing you know and speaking to me and like oh my god thank you like for for supporting or like just responding back to me and you know just having a good energy I think that's super important because when someone doesn't have an energy that's receptive to mine I feel like I'm automatically like you know what like I just got a sour taste I don't want even want to care anymore but close yourself off yeah and when you have this open energy and you're happy and you're appreciative and you're thankful like you just you make I just want to I don't I don't care what you purchased like what you're selling I just want to buy it because you made me feel like I was important enough and what I and what I had to offer was important and I think that that's a big thing too like with everything you know I yeah I just wanted to say that yeah, no, that's great. And I, I want to share some tips with our um, audience members and get to their questions next. But some of those tips include, you know, build a social media calendar or a marketing calendar. So you can pull out a plain calendar, a big piece of paper, or just a monthly calendar. And what are you going to put out there each each day? Because some of us sometimes need that checklist to stay on track and to remember to put something out there, especially if you're doing a rollout promotion, as uh, Ch- Chanel was explaining before, or a marketing plan. You want to have something like that. The other thing is I get overwhelmed with life. I have 
so many different projects and personal things going on. And sometimes I just need to know what time I can carve out to sit down and make sure I didn't miss any emails, social media messages, private messages, DMs, and that I actually post things that are meaningful for my for the people I work with and that I want to make sure I continue empowering. So maybe that's eight to nine in the morning while I'm having coffee. And then later on in the day, I kind of check in and see how everyone's doing via my different social media platforms. So just come up with a plan that makes sense for you. I also want to share that these three ladies inspired me uh, earlier this week. Um, so I have a movement. It's called Discover Your Strength. Uh, I have a book club for that movement. Um, I just started a free um, giveaway to give away five uh, seats for a small group coaching that's called the Discover Your Strength Circle so that I can help five people enjoy this time, really look at their vision and their goals. But they've inspired me to also do a Discover Your Strength Small Business Circle. So you will hear more about that. But I realized in working with all of them, they just inspire me to think about how do we have these free conversations that are safe um, amongst ourselves so that maybe once a month or once every two weeks, we get together and one meeting is just about sharing our social marketing tips and tricks. And another one is about um, how to use, um, how to do um, merchant services. How do you have a point of sale? How do you take credit cards? What are the best things? Maybe another one is how to um, develop a, a plan for marketing. Whatever it is, we can get together um, throughout the year and just kind of share these things in a safe environment where we can share what's working, not working, and have some special guests that can share some tips as well. So um, be on the lookout for those of you who are here today with us. You will get an email with information, but once the um, circles are open, you'll get uh, information about the small business circle via email in case you want to join that. And we'll make sure to do our best to uh, use our foundation and our sponsors to keep all this work free. So I just want to put that plug in there because you just, this great conversation reminded me. And so I, it, it, it started. Thank you for inspiring me. <laughs> um, we're going to get to um, some questions from our audience members. And one of those questions is, and I do have to pull out my glasses at this point to see the questions, but one of them is um, for Amanda, can you give us some tips on taking client photos and videos? And actually this might be something for all three of you because it might be pictures with products for Soyo. It might be pictures with your clothes or anything, you know, like the bucket hat we're going to give away right today. Um, and for Amanda, it might be of the makeup. How do you get those client photos and videos and how do you um, share that? So what are some tips for doing that? Because that's that great promotion. How do you get them to put those photos and videos on social media and tag you or your company? Um, so when I take my own pictures, um, little details, like I feel like people don't do this and I'm so big on this. You need to clean the back of your camera, like always. Like I'm always doing that. You'd be so surprised how much people don't clean this. And this makes a huge difference. But I think for me, like always cleaning my camera making sure that the lighting is correct, but also giving my clients structure and making sure that I'm giving them instructions onto where I want them to move and how I want them to sit and just moving them. You know, I think that's important too, because some people don't know what to, what you want to, what you want them to do. They might just be sitting there like, um, okay, do you want me to just act natural? And their natural face is just like looking straight. So you have to tell them like, smile, look straight, sit up straight, you know, just giving them some type of direction and, um, also, I think just making sure that the area that you're taking looks nice and clean. It's not like a dirty background or a mess. You want to make sure everything looks clean and together and just um, 
you know, like trying different angles. I think that you have to play around when it comes to pictures and you just have to make sure that you give people, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. how can I say? You just have to move people the way you want them to do. And just, you know, those little things make a big difference because when I take my client pictures, I always make sure like I'm sitting them up straight. I'm moving their head. I'm like, make sure their hair is together. Those little things, you know, when I post something like, oh my God, it looks so pretty. Yeah. Because you're taking the extra time to make sure that they, the pictures come out the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and take more than one picture. I always tell Wait. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm taking like 20 pictures at once. <laughs> pick the right ones and always make sure you get permission letting them know that you're going to use these as posts and I think most people expect that nowadays but you still get a few people who um, don't realize that that's what's happening um, what about you uh, Rosemary so we're going back to the original order I see but then we're going to um, start a different order I promise but Rosemary and then Chanel I think um, this is a great question for both of you as well because you're trying to promote your products so Rosemary how do you get people to take pictures of your products or post about them uh, or videos? Um, I think a lot of people like to do unboxing videos on stories. Um, and that kind of comes with making sure the packaging looks nice and presentable for when they open it. Um, so, but then also that's very, like, that's another cost to your business if you want to go extra with the whole packaging. And for me, as of lately, I'm actually trying to be more eco-friendly. So I'm trying to reduce the materials that I'm using um but that's another story (laughs) but for for you know they're really excited I think to see other people share um their experiences makes them want to share their own experiences too uh so I think packaging when you have products is really important or just when you have a beautiful product itself people want to share it but when I take my own photos um natural lighting is my best friend So I usually do take my own photos during the day, Um, natural lighting, lots of, I go off based off of what I really enjoy and I really like, you know, nature and lots of like woods and it's, soy joe is a representation of me. So I kind of just go based off of my home decor and I think that makes other people want to do the same. So that's kind of what I think. I don't feel like, I would like more people to share I would say, I feel like I'm not, because with makeup, when I get my makeup done, I'm like, so I feel as I'm growing now, um, as I'm growing my platform, especially now that I'm full time, um, as I'm growing my platform, I am seeing a lot more, um, of my community share when they buy. And that's really exciting. And I can't wait for more of that. That's great. And um, for Chanel, what about for you? What are some of the tips that you have for getting photos and videos? And then I have an assignment for all of you with us today, because I want to make sure we help each other increase our followers so that we could do more of this. But Chanel, tell us, uh, what what are some of the tips? Um, So since I just launched um, very recently, I can't speak to how, um, you know, that's going to look like for um, my collection right now, but um, based on my past experience with um, when I used to make custom pieces for like birthdays, prom and all that, with with that, I guess like with clothing, it's a little easier, just like with makeup, it's like people wanna take that picture, you know? Um, But there are pieces that I've made in the past that I don't even, I have no pictures of at all. Like they kind of just erased. (laughs) So I learned back in the day that maybe I should, like when they come for their final fitting, 
maybe I should try to get some pictures just in case, or they'll get pictures with all their friends and not by themselves. So um, at that time in my life, I learned, okay, like I'm, I might have to, you know, make a little extra effort to get in my car and maybe meet them at the location where they're going to take their prom pictures or something, just so I can make sure I get my pictures. And I'm not just solely relying on waiting for them to send me pictures. And in some cases you just never get them. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like with a bunch of their friends in the back. So, so yeah. Um, and moving forward, um, I mean, I'll, all of my little, um, my hang tags and everything, my promo cards, they all say, please share your pictures. Um, and I put my hashtag there and everything. So I encourage people to, but I'm not going to push them to either. But I mean, I, I would hope that if you have like a new outfit, you know, you want to take a picture, you want to look, you know, even if it's for your Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how, that's what I have to say about that <laughs> for now. <laughs> no, these are great tips. And, and I think for a lot of us, we want to encourage people to um, post like, uh, you know, like today, I definitely did a screenshot so that I can definitely post and tag all of you for being part of the conversation and share some of the lessons we learned. But that's a great thing to to be able to get those pictures, those images, that content, so that you can share the relationships you have with people and share people the work that you're doing and how people appreciate that and get them to do the same. Uh, And so uh, one of the questions that our attendees had, our audience members, one of your questions was actually about how to increase your following. And so before we even start talking about the tips with Rosemary, Chanel, and Amanda, what I'm going to do is for all of you who are here with us today, by in- to increase your following, you should all start following each other. I think we as a community can start building each other up. So what I would love for you to do is if you would like to help uh, each other continue building your communities, what I'm going to ask you to do is in the chat, Put um, the, put your Instagram handle, since we know Instagram, you can kind of grow really big on like Facebook, but if you wanna share your Facebook page or anything else, put that as well. So each of you who would like to um, kind of increase your following by building this community among with each other, make sure you put that in the chat, put the Instagram handle, the Facebook page, whatever it is that you would like us to start following. Um, definitely, we should all be on IG. It is it is the, the, the thing of the moment, right? We don't know what's going to happen in five or 10 years. Um, so definitely put that and make sure you let us know that it's, um, if it's not IG, let us know what it is. Uh, for example, I'm also on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So you want to let people know that. And then your homework assignment is before you log off, look at some of these names or these handles and and actually go on your phones and start following each other. That's how we're going to build each other up and start helping each other with our followers. So let's do this together as a community. I think that's a great way to start our uh, increasing our following. And, um, and then I'm going to encourage all of you to put out a positive post, some message related to your passion, what you want to turn into your small business or what is your business. Maybe not tonight, because I know we're, we have a lot going on, but by the end of tomorrow, we should all have at least one post about our business, our service, our product, whatever it is. So follow each other. And by tomorrow night, before you go to bed, put that post out about your passion, your business, your hobby, so that uh, we can get this message out and increase our following. Um, so, oh, well, so 
<laughs> I know. It just came to me because I, I just realized we're a community. How do we help each other, lift each other up? And for the three of you, what are some of your tips for increasing followers? I definitely need to learn this. This is an, an area that I'm still learning. Um, how can we increase our followers, which ideally would then be our community, um, using Rosemary's uh, idea of this community, and also then become the place where we market our, our products or services. So what are some tips? Uh, anyone can jump in on this one. I'm sorry go you can my go. only question would be it's when we when this is done can we still see the comments or do we have to look now because I know some people might want to look at oh. all the ads after and yes, like, I see you. a lot of messages coming Thank you. I was going to ask if any behind the scenes, thank you so much. I completely forgot to mention that. Any if behind the scenes, you can um, copy the chat or if for any reason technology doesn't allow you to do that, because sometimes depending on your laptop or computer, just take some screenshots and we'll type them out into a list. Um, for all of you here, once the webinar is over, the chat will disappear. So before you leave the session today, I promise when it's over, I won't close out right away, even if I have to put that picture of myself to just grab some more water. Um, just go in and very quickly on your phone, start following all these uh, new people who are part of your community, your small business community, your discover your strength, small business circle right now. Um, so and that's a- always in sync. I was literally thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have good energy, the four of us. I know. Okay. I was like, you know what? I need to go in and follow. Right. I was like, there's so many comments. How am I going to look at this? <laughs> So, so uh, hopefully we can copy the chat, uh, but sometimes technology becomes an issue. So if that's the case, poor Annie, I'm asking if she could do some screenshots behind the scenes and I'll type those out and send them in, in the email list to our attendees. And I'll add that tonight. So for all our attendees uh, tonight, you will get an email tomorrow with some resources and you will get our information as well if you want to follow us. And of course, you can always send a private message if you have a question or follow up or if you want to see more webinars and you have topics, we're going to get to that later on. You can always message me on IG so that we can keep building this, these together uh, for our Discover Your Strength Small Business Circle, right? So definitely we have that. And if you raise your hand, just be patient. Annie is working via the chat. And I think some folks are raising their hands. So just know that um, Annie will get to you. But if not, just write your question or comment in the chat for her. So um, I think Amanda was about to answer the question about followers. And um, so what are, how do, how do we increase our followers? I need to, especially like at IGF, you know, and, and Facebook and, and our pages, how do we increase our followers? Um, I think that when it comes to followers on Instagram, I think being active is um, really important. And I think that you need to post pictures that you would want to see on someone's page that you want to follow. Like you have to post pictures that are grabbing people. Like, you know, you want to post pictures that are clear and that are just like grabbing people. Like you like, like, you know, like you want people to come on your page. You want to post what you want to attract, you know, I think that's really important. And also, um, yeah, I, I feel like being active is so important. Like people just want to see you being active and you would be surprised like on Instagram, people just really want to see you like going back to what we were talking about before. I think people just want to follow someone who is being themselves and just also like being transparent 
I think that's really important because I definitely sometimes catch myself not trying to be so public on Instagram with my own personal stuff. And I feel like when I'm a little, when I'm more transparent and vulnerable and speak about things that I deal with, I feel like I get so many messages and people are like, oh my God, you know, but that obviously comes with the line. But I think that just being active and posting good quality pics is really important and just really putting out there what you want to attract. You know, I think that's also really important. Um, Instagram is a tricky game. Trust me. Like I'm still trying uh, I feel like I've been on Instagram for so long and you know thankfully I have a good following but sometimes you know I I, I definitely get in my own head all the time I'm like damn like Instagram sometimes makes me want to give up and then I'm like no 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 no, we can't do that we, we can't give up we got to keep going but it's, it's easy to feel that way when you see someone else like Rosemary said earlier everything is super saturated so mm-hmm. you always have to remember that you are you and no one is you and that's that's like the that's so simple but it's so big and it means so much I think being yourself is really you're just you like no one can be you so I think that's you know that's important but yeah yeah authenticity be yourself be transparent mm-hmm. yeah Take the pictures that's one of my weaknesses and videos um, the pics. yeah <laughs> post mm-hmm. often be active what mm-hmm. about you Rosemary or Chanel do you have any tips for increasing followers um, which is a big concern I- one thing that um, has been just, they're talking a lot about authenticity and being yourself. Um, and I completely agree with that. Um, but I, I know that like there were so many years where I struggled with figuring out what that actually meant. Cause I was like, well, who am I? Like, what's myself? Um, and I was like, there were things I started questioning. Um, like, am I doing this because I think this is what I'm supposed to do? Or is this actually me? Who is me? what's my identity look like when I remove all these um, societal pressures? Mm-hmm. So like that, um, I feel like something that maybe we could uh, touch upon a little more is like just really figuring out, taking time to step back from like social media and all that and like focusing on your um, like mental wellness and just figuring out like who you are outside of what society wants you to be. Cause like, I didn't realize for years that I was doing a lot of things that I thought were me, because people kind of told me it was me. It kind of just, it's, it's habits I fell into that weren't really me. So I didn't really know how to use social media in that way. I felt like I was always posing and I was always making something up. And I took a break um, from, I think, November uh, to like around a little after the pandemic started. And I completely left social media because um, I was like, okay, like if I'm going to go back in, I kind of want to know like, like, not just um because I am a little um like I don't just post uh, everything I do but like what parts of myself um am I okay with putting out there and being vulnerable with how vulnerable do I want to be what does like who am I um and I kind of I had to sit down and like really figure that out and just I made a list I make so many lists (laughs) and I listed so many different areas of my life and I went one by one and I was like okay how do I feel about this where do I stand on this topic where do I stand on this area and I kind of just took the time to figure out what that looks like. And that's when that part became uh, easier because I know um, I hear, I've always heard the advice, um, which is great advice, but to just be yourself. And I just never knew what that meant. Um, so I think that that's a good way to really dig into that and figure out what that means for you. And then that's when it becomes easier to be yourself and to take on that advice. Um what was the main question? <laughs> Wait, where did we, where are we going? Followers, you got it. Oh, so yeah, okay. Figure um, out who you also, are. 
I stopped um, my stories. I used to like literally just post everything I did. Um, some days, you know, I will if I'm out to eat or something. But I started realizing, okay, if um, I, I need to focus it in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's going to be fashion, I'll emphasize that a little more. Um, my stories are all about like any social movements that I'm um, just really passionate about at the time. I post a lot about politics and things like that. Feminism, big time. Um, anything that's me. But I try to not oversaturate it with just like, oh, I'm out shopping, buying socks. Or like things I used to post that like didn't really, I felt like it kind of took away um, from that. Um, and I think when I started getting a little bit more like, um, I guess like more specific about what I was posting and making sure that if like, if you're following me because you're into fashion or you're into um, learning about um, reproductive rights or whatever, it may be like, you're, you know that my page is like, we're, I'm going to talk about that. Like instead of- the destination. So I think being a little bit more focused. Yeah. Um, so being myself, yet yeah, being focused and not just kind of posting every little thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, that's very interesting too, because we want to respond to a lot of things going on globally, but we don't want to oversaturate our own stuff with stuff that has nothing to do with what yeah. who we who what we're trying to to sell since we're talking about small businesses and who yep. we are in relation to that circle, that community we're building. But we want to make sure we're authentic and true to ourselves. So really focusing on what are those top things that are important to me and my brand as well, both things, and then sticking to that so it doesn't get too crazy. Um, there's a lot of great conversation about figuring out who you are, understanding the narrative that others have written for you and creating your own narrative and moving forward and vision uh, work as well. Do you use any particular software or, you know, how, what do you use to help you with uh, bookkeeping and accounting? Um, Some people ask if you had a spreadsheet of your uh, finances, is there something that you use that that has helped that you might want to share or is it spreadsheets or is it QuickBooks? What do you use? I actually want to learn about this myself because (laughs) we need to tell Annie to talk to you, Amanda. (laughs) Yeah, girl, you need to give me all the tea because I need to know. (laughs) Actually, and Annie just put JBS's website for you in the chat, jbscorp.net, where you can learn more about them as well. But uh, I know finance bookkeeping, accounting, annual reports, all this stuff, these things make or break you a lot of times because even if you have great sales, you might... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so they're there to help you. Amanda, and then I don't know if Rosemary was about to say something or Chanel, uh, but Amanda, what were you going to say? And then I'll move to the left of my screen to Rosemary. No, I was going to say that that's so important because I think that even myself, like getting into, you know, working for myself, I didn't realize how much business comes with that. And, you know, I'm obviously still learning, but I can't wait to actually go on the site and get help myself because you don't, you're not taught that people think that working for yourself is like, oh, okay, I make my own hours. I make my own money and boom, I'm going to be happy. Like it's so much that goes into this. It's so much that you have to do on the back end that you don't realize it's super important for your business to be successful and grow and do everything the correct way. But um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, That's helpful for me because 
I need to also learn myself, but I'm definitely going to take a look. I'll be thankful for like the email and the links and everything like that. Yep. You definitely out. will get that. And and yeah. I think even for me, like how to file, that you have to file an annual report if you're a corporation and for liability, mm-hmm. I needed to do that. And what does that mean? And what's a 1099? And what's, there, so there are lots of questions for those of us who are new to this venture or yeah. are trying to be more legit, as we would say, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rosemary, what about you? And what about you, Chanel? Is there anything you use, um, any specific tool, or are you still learning this process and seeing what works best for you? I use QuickBooks right now, um, and every I try to do it at least once a week because I'm always buying new supplies. Um, I always take a picture of my receipt, and I add it into the transaction in QuickBooks just so I'm up to date. So when that day comes where I have to like make sense of everything, at least it's all in there. And I, I think it's a really great way to know um, like where you are in terms of when you're going to break even. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you spend, how do you even know if you're profiting? Um, and I don't want to sit down with a notebook and do the math. Cause honestly, that's what I used to do. Cause I love to write things down, but then I was like, this is too much. This is not sustainable. So, um, now I just have the app. I just take the picture with my phone and I have a little, um, like plastic bag with all the receipts in it. Um, so that's what I do so far. Um, the whole tax situation, I haven't dealt with it yet. It's like daunting. Like I'm, <laughs> oh my but I know my mom knows a lot more about that than I do. So I'm just going to have to like, try to figure, like try to wrap my head around it. Cause I tried to learn. I like to learn about every part of just building a business. And that's the one thing that I'll read about it. And it just like goes over my head. I just don't, I can't. So, <laughs> but I know there's a lot of help out there. There are a lot of resources. Um, but I would say at least the least you can do is just at least get the QuickBooks app and just keep track of everything. So when somebody helps you, they at least have everything organized so they can guide you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you want to save those receipts and track your transactions because you have to file taxes. Um, you don't want to get in trouble with the IRS. They're not <laughs> the nice people. And also you never know if you're going to get audited and they're, they're going to need these receipts or else you'll be liable for thousands and thousands of dollars and that can really hurt your bottom line. So those are some of those bad lessons. I don't know if Rosemary wants to add something before we jump to the next question. What are you using for your friend? Um, for, thankfully, actually, I, JBS has helped me a lot with my business. Um, so I do have my own like business account fully for Soy Joe. So I am able to see what I'm spending and what's coming in and everything. And through Shopify, um, our site is through Shopify, so I'm able to see all the analytics and the reports at the end of the month, and that's super helpful to me because uh, I'm able to kind of also challenge myself and see, okay, if I'm a- if I was able to accomplish this this month, let's go a little further. Um, how can we take it to the next level? Or okay, wait, hold on, I need to cut back. I'm maybe I'm spending too much on advertisements and this and that. Uh, so thanks to JBS, they kind of handle all of that for me at the end of the year. I'm kind of like here, <laughs> I don't really know what to do, but yes, I'm actually, I'm actually trying That's one of my goals to be more financial, financially literate. Is that you say it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to be more, more, edu- I want to educate myself more on the financial side of business because yes, it's so much fun. It's so creative. You have your own business, but if you have all this you have now this new source of income and I don't know what to do with it and I'm just like spending it and I'm not being responsible Mm -hmm. so um with 
again, with a company like DBS, they really have helped me. And also my boyfriend used to do payroll. So he helps me a lot um, mm-hmm. with balancing, balancing all of that. But yeah, you really, if you have, if you're going to have a business, honestly, really, really think about your finances. It's so important and really think about investing back. Cause if you now know what's coming in, now you can invest back in your business and double it. So. Yeah. And, and uh, someone just asked a question. I know it's, it's, uh, I kind of jumped the list I have, but the person asked, is it a good idea to have a separate business account for your business? And, and the answer is really yes. Um, you definitely want to have a separate business account. You want to register your business ideally mm-hmm. so that you're able to get an EIN and we can help you with all that I was stuff. Just typing this literally. I was like, I don't want to take up all the airtime talking. And I was writing just to add, open a business yeah. account. Don't yeah. Do yeah. A personal account. Yeah. Commingling is a bad word. I'm learning that now. Um, so you want to have your separate money and your business account. Yes. <laughs> um, very, very important. Um, and I made a lot of mistakes starting my own ventures. I have my Discover Your Strength book publishing company. I have my coaching. Then I have um, a nonprofit now. And I have a consulting business for companies. Well, wow. guess what? I had to separate all that because you can't commingle all those funds. They're different companies. And, um, and so I, I, I didn't start as clean as I could have. So you want to really take a little bit of time to think about how you're going to uh, do that and maybe just start one venture or two at a time, not four like I did. <laughs> I used to have also a, I don't have it anymore because I had to switch over base when I moved to Cali, but I used to have a processing and a merchant account. So I used to have, yeah. So I used to have two different, it was within the same account bank. But I used to have a processing and a merchant. So all the money that was coming in from the different so Shopify, PayPal, Cash App, whatever it may be, was going into my merchant. And then my processing account was all the money that I was spending. Mm. So I always, so that was, of course, my accountant, Toby, loved that. But um, for me, it really made me, okay, hold on. I always want to make sure my merchant is higher than yeah. just yeah, for me, at least. Yeah, thing. Because you might be spending more than what you're actually making when you look at Mm -hmm. uh, things you outsource, memberships to different programs you might have, like a merchant services. Merchant services, by the way, is your credit card, your payment uh, process, how how people Mm -hmm. pay you. Um, So you want to look at that. Yeah, and um, I see, uh, I don't know if Toby, I see his name popped up because you just mentioned him. Um, And I wanted to point out because one of the questions originally was for Chanel about what vendors you use for your clothes. But I think for all of you, you've mentioned Shopify um, as a way of of selling goods. I understood that question a little differently. I saw it earlier. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm understanding it wrong too. So what did you- Sell a lot of their, um, are going to pull from wholesale, right? Um, so I think a good company that you might want to look at is LC Apparel Consulting. They're based out of Brooklyn. It's a it's a small business, woman-owned company. They they do sell you a vendor list. Um, and I guess you could also make the trip to New York. Um, go to the the seventh um, between seventh and eighth Ave, like in the high forties in that area. No, sorry, high thirty, like thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine. Um, I know I'm talking fast. So you can message me. I'll tell you again. But um, you can see a lot of wholesale vendors over there. Um, I don't know that much about that because I know that when you're doing um, an apparel brand, you're either wholesaling or you're creating it yourself, like you're designing it and doing it from scratch. So there are two types of businesses there. Um, But that's as far as I know about that. 
So, I mean, even just going out and seeing the pieces in person, I think that's always a great way to go. Um, in my situation, it's more like I'm fabric shopping. So seeing it in person still, it's like you're selling a product. It's you're selling, you have to feel it. You have to see it. You have to pull it. You have to see, you know, can you wash it? Can you do this with it? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how I understood the question. That's, and that's, that's my tip for the vendors. Vendors for supplies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, can you explain what wholesale is just in case like no one understands? Yes. And, and this also impacts Amanda and Rosemary because Rosemary, you have to buy materials to be able to create your products and sell them. And Amanda, you have to buy makeup in order to actually do people's makeup. <laughs> so, um, let's say I'm going to start, um, a clothing brand, but I'm not going to design it myself. Um, so I want to pick out maybe, um, tops, skirts, whatever, I go to bigger vendors who make that without a label. Because wow. there are things that, that's why we tend to see some of the same tops with different vendors. But of course, you know, you can market it differently and you might sell it better than the other guy did. Nobody saw the other guy post it. So it's like people are still going to buy it. Um, but sometimes you can also find unique pieces that you have an eye for. So you need a good buyer to have an eye for the right product you want to purchase, but you're buying them for bigger wholesale vendors. So you're buying them in large quantities. Mm -hmm. So you might work with more than one wholesaler because maybe this one has great skirts or pants, but you don't like their tops or something. So it's a, I know it's like a big mission to look for, um, the right vendors you want to work with. And on top of that, they have to meet certain deadlines, um, it's, there's so much that goes into it. It's like somebody might have great pieces, but maybe they're not that reliable or maybe their turnaround time for delivering um, product to you is like three months when you need something in um, eight weeks or something. So I, I know that could be a mission. I know there are specific companies that help you with that, but that's what that basically means. It's like you're just buying a big quantity and you're buying things with the purpose of putting your label on it. And it's more like you are the one curating the collection. Although you didn't design it, you're the curator. You chose it. You market it. You photograph it. You come up with the entire um, the campaign for it. And, you know, there's still a lot of work that goes into it. Um, I, I did type something in the uh, chat. White labeling is a term that's used where um, you buy products that don't have a label, you're buying that, that wholesale thing and selling it as your own, why labeling? Um, so in this case, it, it could be a clothing product. Um, I know I'm looking for someone who makes really high-end journals, but at a low cost so that I can provide that at a low cost. And I would white label that as being under discovery or strength if I could find something I like. So that's white labeling. Um, but you also want to find good vendors um, like for Rosemary for the products you sell and Amanda for the makeup and the tools you use. Mm -hmm. You need to also find the right vendors um, for those things. I am being mindful of the time, by the way, it's 847. So what I wanted to say is that we do have a few more questions. I can take a few more questions, but there's some questions we might not get to tonight. So um I those, stay here all night. I know. I can, yeah, I got like, okay, let's go. Someone just said that. <laughs> That's so, so cute. Um, so definitely, you know, follow Rosemary, Chanel, Amanda, follow these wonderful, amazing small business owners, inspirational small business owners. Um, and definitely, um, hopefully, you know, don't overwhelm them with 50,000 questions and be strategic. But if there's a very key question to help you with your business, please, you know, send, you can also message me and I'll try to get the information. We don't want to leave you feeling like you didn't get uh, a lot of answers, but I know we can't solve the world in one night and two hours. 
there's only so much we can we can get out of this. Um, I do also want to say that again, these three fabulous ladies inspired me to 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 uh, start my discover your strength circles sooner than I thought I was ready to start them. Let's close with a final bit of advice or a tip for everyone here in the room with us in this virtual room to help us as we uh, start a business or grow a business. And uh, this time I thought we could maybe go in the new order you're on my screen. So Rosemary will be first, then Chanel, and then Amanda. What is a final bit of advice or a tip that will help us as we go on this small business journey? What do you think, Rosemary? What do you want to share? (laughs) <laughs> There's so much to say. I know, I'm like, hold on. I really think that um, we all, myself included, so I'm speaking to myself, we all really just need to get over our own internal resistance that we create for ourselves. So if you have an idea or if you have something in the back of your mind or just something, I'm, I honestly tell you right now, please go for it because you will not regret it. Get over your internal fear that you have built because we think, oh, what are they going to think? Or I don't know, I'm, I'm, am I even going to get an audience? Like, forget about all of that. Really be present and really hone in on the now and think about what you want to create. I think that's the most important thing um, is really focusing on the passion. Because if you have a passion, everything else will come. Like, don't even worry about tomorrow or yesterday. If you have a passion, that is the most important thing. And if if you don't do that, what else would you be doing? Like, if you don't do what you want to do, what else would you be doing? You would be doing something that you did not want to do. So you might as well spend your life doing something that you want to do, even if, whatever, forget about the future, just worry about the now. Yeah. So that's what I think. Thank you. Great advice. Um, definitely. What is that passion? What is that purpose? What is that vision you have and putting it together? What about you, Chanel? What do you have for us? What advice or tips do you have for those of us starting a small business or already having one, but we want to grow that business? Um, well, for someone starting a small business, my I always, this is like the same thing I always say, but my biggest advice for that is like, ask yourself where you are um, in terms of your mental wellness. And if you're not where you want to be there, that's step one. Um, And then um, like, aside from that, keep, I always say like the way you start anything is just the way it's going to go. Right. So you have Mm -hmm. to, if you want, you can't just come out like, Oh, it's okay. I'm a small business. You know, I don't have to go that hard. It's like, no, if you want, if you want your business to get here, you have to come out the gate, like putting your all into it. Don't cut corners. Um, I wanted to cut a lot of corners in, in terms of the things people don't see, like the background stuff, the things, the contracts I have to type up, the press release I have to type up and all that. But I, I realized that if I cut those corners, it's going to be so much harder later. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to, even if it takes you two more months to release this business that you wanted, you're eager to get out there, you have to really do the background work and don't cut corners. Like, just do it. Get, get that, um, what was it? The, um, the LLC, I did my, um, I did my LLC. I did my, um, my, all that stuff. Why is it like, I can't uh, figure out the word. <laughs> because it's almost <laughs> my trademark, my bad, my trademark. I did like all those things that I was like, Oh, I want to do this later. I just want to get to the product. I want to get my brand out there. But I realized I'm so happy I did all that because if I was going to do that right now, 
Mm-hmm. And now that I'm filling orders and meeting this demand that I created, it's like, I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. And it would make it so much harder for me to envision how I'm going to scale this business in the future. Um, I think having all of those things in order also puts me in a position where I'm able to pivot. Um, I have a plan. I'm a planner. I love to plan five years ahead and everything, but I understand that um, as with most things in life, not everything goes according to plan, but I'm also, I feel like I'm in a position where I'm ready to take whatever pivot is thrown my way. And I'm ready to just turn and be like, okay, maybe it's not going to happen the way I thought, but I have everything in order for things to happen a whole different way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's (laughs) my advice on that. Awesome. No, yeah, definitely. And you know, you want to know, you want to make sure that you're comfortable with the name of your business, how you're going to drive your business, create that corporation or limited liability um, uh, company, LLC, or what you're going to do. So if you have some of these things in place, your foundation, the things you need to run, how you're going to track your receipts and everything, then it's going to be easier for you to grow and easier to pivot when something comes your way that changes how you do business. So that's great advice. So we have great advice for Rosemary Chanel and we got the finale, Amanda, what yeah. advice do you have? What's the final tip or um, advice to share with us? So I think my final tip is also like with planning, but I think that the most important thing for me and like what helped really helped me was really believing in myself and not really getting discouraged by other people's opinions. Cause I feel like we naturally like to speak to people just to hear people's insight and just to talk to people and just to get advice. And I think that with me, I am really big on believing in myself and making my own decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to get, it's, it's, it's easy to get easily influenced by others and you don't want to get discouraged and you don't want to feel like, Oh, maybe I can't do this because you know, you have, you, you heard all these things and you want to outweigh the, you know, you outweigh these things and you, you get more bad information than good. Um, I just think it's important to believe in yourself and really go for what you want. Yeah, it's going to be hard and you really have to trust your process. It's not easy. It's not something that is like one day to the next. This is a long process. This is years. But like I said, if you really want it and you want this to be your life and your career, you really have to believe in yourself. Even when it gets low, even when you feel discouraged or even when you feel like you're not growing, you still got to push. You got to pull through because this is what you want. And it's easy. I have my moments all the time. I'm super emotional. I'm a Taurus. I'm like emotional. I'm like a, I'm like an emotional gangster like I always want to be so tough but I have to have my moments where I'm like no I need to like it's it's okay to be sad it's okay to be discouraged but you just have to believe in your process and know that you're going to really be successful when this is what you want and you're going to grow when you're going to be the person that you want to be thank you I love that yeah. I know. I feel like we need all, all of us, the great advice from all three. <laughs> Thank you so much. I wish we had more time. Um, for all of you who are still with us, thank you for hanging on till the end. Congratulations to our winners who got the giveaway. Um, for our three panelists, you know, you made my dreams come true. You, Eddie, Samantha, the five of you um, really helped kind of pull this together so that it's something meaningful for those who want to start a small business or grow a small business. Information isn't easy to get. Honest, This honest conversation isn't always easy to find. And, uh, and I'm so grateful that we were able to do this um, for others across the, the nation who would like to either start a business or, or grow a current business. So thank you so much to our three panelists who took time out to answer my emails, uh, look at the questions, do a yes. meeting, be with us today. Thank you so much to the three of you. Um, really from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you.